checking your emails and taking your calls. Ignorant and uninformed. So, and then and then I got you and we're like, hey, we're good for tomorrow, right? And I was like, oh fuck. Like I'm not good for anything. I can't do anything right. What the fuck am I doing with my life? Okay. And it was like, you know, and I was I was supposed to have a light week with this freelancing gig and of course they're like hey let's get ahead of the game let's do all this other work and i'm like <laughs> how about no <laughs> so and and that was when i was supposed to have a meeting at like 1 30 and i'm down to like i had to pull apart these fucking closets and i was like i need an extra i need more time debbie called me and was like can you just and this is all before you texted me. This is like the 30 oh. minutes leading up to that. Okay. Okay. So like so, my text to be like, Hey, are we good for tomorrow? Was like this. It was just the thing that. Okay. It, it, that no. didn't me, but I was already, I was already spiraling at that point. Yeah. So no, like, I got you. Okay. And so that was like, Oh, fuck me. And then, so I, I had to take a minute. I, I, I cried in these people's house. It was awesome. great. And uh, <laughs> I got, gonna... they weren't there. I mean that time. genuinely, dude. Oh, like, well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, it was, no, man. I, let that shit go. When you, as soon as you can like let that, that energy go, yeah. I feel like things get better. Well, yeah, I agree. And it did. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, what can I do? I was like, I'm, I'm going to ask for some time while I figure this out. And I'll let you guys know. I'll check back in. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Maybe and with, with along with what you said, too, I had a really good time, like at our D and D recording session the night before. So it was like coming off of a really good evening, and I was feeling good. And then anyway, so I I called my supervisor, who's also a friend of mine, it's Matt Wharton, and I was like, "Hey, I can't make this meeting this afternoon. Is it okay if I skip out? Like, I today has gone crazy." And he was like, "Yeah, it's fine." So I had done a little bit of work in the morning. And, and so I was like, okay. And then I loaded everything up and ugh, it was just, it was just crazy. And then I had, and then I helped this high school kid, but I did get one closet installed. The re, re the bad one that I had to disassemble. The other one I can fit in there. So okay. Life is good. So tomorrow I'm going back. I'm going to finish up that closet, hopefully button up any loose ends and see where we are tomorrow. And then I, I potentially could be. I'm not going to say I'm going to be done because I'm probably going to have to come back at least another time, but I'll be very close to being done. I'll be at just finished stuff. Word. Have you decided how you're going to celebrate being done with this closet catastrophe? Uh, say no to the other three jobs they want me to do. Uh, like, yeah. I'm booked. I can't do it. Like, I'll be like, hey, uh, I don't know. I can do it in July, you know, and then see what they say. They'd probably be like, no. Maybe. Or they'll be like, that's great. I don't know. Yeah. And yeah. So then hopefully they'll pay me. And then I got to invoice them again for all the other work that I did on top of it. Well, I know I have to at least come back once for uh, inspections. So we'll see how that goes mm -hmm. because, but again, like I'm not getting paid for that. That's not part of the scope. So now I have to be like, okay, look, we did inspections. I did all this permitting work. It's crazy. And these people never, anyways, but Hey, everybody, welcome back to Ignorant Not Informed, America's favorite podcast. I realized we haven't done that yet. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, it's a great day to be to be ignorant and uninformed. And you've heard a little bit about what it means to be a yes person. When you say yes to too many things, uh, that's what happens. And this 
is your podcast and you can say yes to this podcast because you know what you can double task i don't know what you're doing right now but i hope it's going well nope that's a myth go on you can't mul- oh joe jesus multitasking is a myth it is it's micro shifts of attention like we can't like they're micro yeah you're just switching your attention quickly between two things you're not just actually getting that just getting that sweet sweet dopamine fix baby that's all I'm doing, chasing that dopamine dragon. Uh, anyway, this is your podcast. We're going to talk about some stuff for 30 minutes. And then uh, maybe you like it, maybe you don't. Subscribe. Send us a topic. If you don't like it, make your own topic, and we'll do a podcast on it. You can uh, reach us at ignorantuninformed at gmail.com. Um, don't forget to subscribe. Tell us, tell your friends if you like what we're about. You know, it's a good, it's a good day. It's a good time to be ignorant and uninformed. Let me tell you. Max, take it away, Icon. Uh, sure. What would you like me to take it away? I think it's funny. I, I can't recall how long it's been, but at least for the last couple of weeks, uh, the start of our episodes have been like your Ben, your therapy session of decompressing. Uh, <laughs> That's before. What I, need. I know. I mean, like, I, I just think it's funny that 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 has <laughs> been how this ish, that, how the show starts over these last few weeks. Just me um, unloading on you guys. I'm uh, so sorry. No, you're not unloading on us. Uh, you're unloading, and we're here, <laughs> right? Like, I don't know. I don't feel like you're like shoveling it on on me, Jeff. I feel good about it. Yeah, there you go. I did laugh though when I got that text last night because, like, I had crossed off this recording session on my calendar because I figured it wasn't going to happen. And so, like, the last thing I saw before, uh, like, putting my phone on airplane mode was last night was your text, Ben. And I was like, "Oh, all right, so yeah, no status quo." Like, I almost wish I hadn't checked in yesterday. <laughs> Although I, it was good you did because it made me sort of sit and schedule my time, and I had, I did have. There was a slight home complication as well that I was, Debbie has a class tonight and I scheduled this high school kid instead because I was, and it took me a while to figure this out. I was trying to keep our podcast time open and this kid was like going to come in at two originally. I was like, well, fuck, there goes podcasting. But then I moved them to four knowing that I was stepping on I was supposed to watch Ryan for an hour while Debbie was doing this thing. I was like, okay, worst case scenario, I bring him with me and he'll just sit on the iPad in the lobby with, uh, you know, the, whoever's there, Zyra or Amy or whoever. I was like, he'll be fine. Just sit on his iPad. He'll be fine. And then I was like, it'll be, Debbie can come pick him up. It'll be fine. But then Debbie was like, I guess Ryan's going to, to kids corner. Like, I was like, Oh, I didn't know that was an option. I okay. Like <laughs> that's great. Why is that a problem? Because that is fine. But I put it on the calendar and it showed up on the calendar before we talked about it. So that was that was the other part of my evening. I'm gonna lick my Altoid. Yeah. And savor it. Savor your Altoid. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, okay. Now now it's weird. Now I'm uncomfortable. It's the it's the prolonged eye contact with the camera. No, it's it's just everything about what you're doing, Ben. It's all of you. You're uh, gesturing to everything. I can't tell what you're gesturing to because I just see a. We're we're recording this remotely, everybody. 
for those of you who play the home game. I'm sure they know that at this point. Probably. But yeah, so that was kind of, uh, it was actually nice yesterday to come home. I was like, oh my God, I just, after the day I'd had, I was like, I am so fucking ready. You know, I taught woodshop and teaching a 15 year old kid how to do, how to operate any sort of tool is nerve wracking to begin with. But also like, it's, it's also frustrating in a way because these kids, you know, Sorry, this is another therapy session. He, he can't, couldn't drive a screw in, man. He couldn't operate a drill gun. I was like, I get, I get it. I get if you've never done it, it's hard. I get that. But Do I'm you? trying to be just, like, just remember, like, in a handful of years, you will be teaching a 15 year old all sorts of things. Yep. My own, correct. My own 15 year old. Yeah. So I was just like, I was trying to be patient and then, but it was like, it was coming up to time and this kid, I really had to get this kid out of here. And I was just like, okay, you, bye-bye. Let me hear. It It was like, I know that we have time to practice. Don't worry about it. So I gave him like, I gave him a a bunch of sandpaper. I said, here's what you're going to do. You're going to take the sandpaper. You're going to figure out, you're going to sand this thing down, get it real nice and smooth, work your way up to 220 grit. And then the kid, you know, off he went, skipped along his merry way with his Adirondack chair frame. And uh, I was like, figure out how you, if you want to paint it, if you want to seal it, if you want to do whatever, then come back and tell me what you want to do. That's your homework. Sand this thing down, get it ready to attach our skis to. Done. So then I have another kid today who I don't know what they're going to do, but apparently they're more prepared according to their mother. We'll see. Oh, um, I, well, if there's if there's one thing you could trust, uh, it is the, the mother's, mother's, yeah, yeah, yes. the mother's opinion of their child. Correct. It's true. It is true. Yeah. What's, what's going on? And what's how's life for Jeff? I haven't heard from Jeff enough. Jeff, it's, it, it, it's been a long four weeks, but we're we're over that hurdle. Yeah. So. Jeff, like we kicked it uh, on Friday of last week, right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just curious what happened to you because you seemed like good. All was well on Friday. Like we had a good lunch at, at Mount Lion and kicked it and you were excited to have the day off. But then like I texted you during the week and you were like, man, I got beat down. So I'm just curious. I, oh, I was beat down when I saw you. I'm just, mm. I'm just. Well, that was a at, highlight. Yeah. I was happy to be at lunch. So I'm. Don't get me wrong. I'm super upbeat. I was just tired, man. And like I said, I think I'd been sick for a week and didn't really realize it. Ah, Because gotcha. you may not have noticed, but I did not clean my plate at Mountain Lion, and I always do. So. Oh, you do? Yeah, you say that now. And uh, I only ate about half my plate. So. Oh. Yeah, and, and you were talking about how hungry you were, too. Yeah. Previous. Huh. Yeah. I think I had some intestinal stomach shit going on. Oh, super so. fucking up my energy and... Hmm. Yeah. And then, like I said, was it yesterday or two days ago? I don't know what fucking day it is. Uh, I woke up and I was like, my energy was back to normal and I had no brain fog. And it's like, oh, I was fucked up and didn't even know it. So, <laughs> okay. That kind of brain fog that you don't even know you have brain fog because your brain's fucked up. <laughs> sure, man. Well, I'm glad you're better, Jeff. Welcome back. Yeah. Uh, I feel good. I feel good. Well, that's, good. that's good, man. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, town's chilled out. Thank Christ. <laughs> I, well, I was I was going to ask how how 
Breckenridge doesn't have a whole lot of places to put all that snow. And we just got like, we got like nearly three feet over two feet. Yeah. Down we got a ton of snow. Way. Luckily snow sculptures start next week. Oh, so they use all the snow for that. So oh. they moved like all the snow into that parking lot. For the Riverwalk Center. Yeah. Correct. So wow. they're building the huge ice cubes the past couple of days. And the piles of snow they had were huge. I mean, oh. my, and there's snow everywhere, obviously. I mean, my parking lot's a disaster. Luckily, oh, yeah. they finally caught up with all the plowing around town because it mm-hmm. really sucked for a couple of days. Yeah. Walking Dude, around. Is, is this the most snow that, you guys, the most snow that we have seen up here in a long time and one this fast. Yeah. This is one of yeah. the, this is like a once every decade type storm. I think. I don't know. I feel like what, a couple of years ago, we got, every decade? we got multiple feet in a couple of days. Okay. But I mean, I would say this is one of the bigger dumps we've had in a decade. I won't okay. argue that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I was just watching, like I walked over and I was watching like this car, sputter and try to gain traction and turn and i was like man there is just there is a ton of snow yeah everywhere what what's wild is that like how different it was like last friday oh it's insane like within a week yeah it is yeah yeah you're now walking down tunnels and shit i mean that's how it feels now it's good i'm glad i didn't have to drive anywhere because 70 seemed like hell on earth for the past week oh yeah it was just the worst and Highway Nine, like, because because Birth had passed, had closed. So yeah, I saw like that. everything was ra- Winter Park, Steamboat, everything was coming through. Little old Silverthorne, mm. and uh, they were, you know, and with the interstate backed up, and it was just like one closure after another. Because as soon as they open it up, there's another accident, and then they, you know, close it again. Yeah, yeah. It's just it was just bonkers. I've never I haven't seen in a long time all day backed up for miles traffic on highway nine. Like I've yeah. not seen that in the mountain corridor in a while. Yeah. Well, I mean, you stack that huge storm up then with a the holiday weekend. And yeah. I mean, it's just a fucking perfect storm. Oh, for sure. Perfect storm. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I feel like usually the storm that we get that springs all of the slopes hap- has been happening in those twenties of December over winter break. And so, mm-hmm. and that's been like the pattern for the last, maybe let's call it four or five years. Um, yeah. and then when that didn't happen, it was like, oh man. Um, and then it just decided to like come celebrate MLK with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now, now we have all the snow. Yeah. I'm just glad it's not windy because that was a soul crushing couple days. My God. Like <laughs> walking the dog and walking to work. It's just like, holy fuck. I'm done. Yeah. No, it was cold Monday too. Like I definitely have some frostbite on my face from Monday being out uh, that I did not realize how cold it was. Um, so yeah, yeah. No, it's nice to be like in the twenties. Uh, right? No, this morning <laughs> I was like, damn, it's 18. Fuck. I can wear a t-shirt. It was like short weather. Dude. Now I just need some sun. Holy fuck. These gloomy days. Uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. My, I've always thought it was funny. I usually wear jeans. Like it is a rare day where I wear shorts, even in the hottest of weathers. And I grew up in Florida and I always wore jeans. Like I just long pants. Um, I wear shorts on occasion. 
We know you're a Puritan. It's fine. Yeah, it's true. Have, and you don't like your legs, but continue. But my brother, I have chicken legs. It's weird. Weird ankles. Weird <laughs> Weak ankles. Uh, just like a miniature. I have weak ankle. Uh, anyway, but like what I was saying was, uh, so my brother-in-law is the exact opposite. Jerome is, he like, he only wears shorts. He never wears pants. And I think, you know, he spent uh, 20 years in the Navy and, you know, dress uniforms and all that. So he's probably like done with it, done with pants after. <laughs> so, but it's just sort of funny. It's like, we're like, we're like Wario and Mario. And there's balance there. There's, there is a, a kind of balance I mean, between us. We have a full wardrobe of legwear. <laughs> sure. Uh, sure. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I think it was Monday or Tuesday. It was like the most brutal. Oh yeah, some below windshield, and I definitely saw tourists walking around in basketball shorts. It's like Jesus Christ! Yeah, have fun. Yeah, no, I I remember like going to bed. Yeah, I want to say it was on Monday night, like going to bed, and it was negative twelve, and like yeah. waking up the next morning at the same, which is like, good God! Yeah, it's that cold for extended period of time. Like you know, if it dips there in the middle of the night, sure. or usually on the way up. But man, it was just brutal. It was yeah. brutal cold. I know it's good when I take Ro out in the morning and she's like, fuck this, does her business, it comes right back in. It's yeah, like, yeah, like, mm-mm. that's cold. Mm-mm. Yeah. No time. But it seems like you sent that pu- you sent that picture of your pup, Ben. And uh, it seems like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. a dog yeah. loves the snow, man. Yeah. Cool. Cool. I mean, I'm on like high alert though now when I'm outside with her because the fence is now low enough that wildlife can just, well, the snow is high enough. So the fence is low enough that wildlife could just walk into our yard now. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much. Mm. Um, she sort of stays nearby at this point. And a friend of mine's dog, like not less than a mile from our house, was attacked and killed by a mountain lion. Oh, so, damn. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. It's like one of three or four dogs in the last couple of weeks. Wow, I haven't heard about any of that. Yeah. Yeah. There's mountain lions up here on Ptarmigan. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, we live in the mountains. We do live in the mountains, and there are mountain lions. I've seen one on our street. I've seen them. There was one, our neighbor's dog, like, somehow, and it was a big dog, but, like, treed one of them. And there was, like, in in the trees, like, up in the house behind, in the front yard of the house up the hill from us. Yeah, like our neighbors up the hill, and it was like, I'll never forget that video the guy took. And I was like, "Why are you getting out of your house to go film this mountain lion up in a tree?" Because it's cool, man. Because it's I, cool, uh, man. My dog's barking at it. Hi. All right. Kevin. I still would like to see a mountain lion. Um, because that's Dude. one of those that I've never. I mean, yeah. it's one of those things that it's sort of like moose. You just sort of forget how fast big animals can be and it's oh. really weird yeah like because i one time the one time i saw one that wasn't up in a tree was when i i was there's that little bus stop shelter on the corner and yeah. i was coming home and it was it was dusk it was evening it was like early evening and i i turned around the corner and there was a little bit of light but it was sort of hard to see and i saw something and I thought it was a dog at first. It was like something brown in the in the grass. And it stood up. And I was like, oh, shit, that's a mountain lion. So I slammed on my brakes. And it ran across the street and through the neighbor's yard. Like, 
oh my god it was like a flash of lightning it was so fast yeah like it barely registered in my mind what it was before it was gone yeah dude. And it was like holy shit that's fast so i was like so i'm on high alert right so like you know i've got a broom with me like i take a broom out into the yard to protect my dog your puppy okay my 20 pound puppy <laughs> it's like, yeah and i was like if if that if something comes racing down that hill at the dog, I'm not going to be able to do anything. I just it I hold the broom to make me feel better. <laughs> at least you're honest. <laughs> like, I was like, sorry, dog, you're a snack. Better than you than me, I guess. But I mean, yes, I would rather the mountain lion eat your dog than eat you personally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was like that dog, the dog that was that was killed by the mountain lion was not a small dog. Like probably 60 pounds like oh, yeah you know and i bet it's it a small dog didn't stand much of a chance oh i don't know i think i don't i it was they found pieces of it that's what i what, mean. yeah <laughs> they, uh, eventually they found like a quarter of a dog and, and i feel so bad because like it was uh sydney's brother this my my oh, boss, crazy yeah uh, her dog it was his dog I guess it stays at their house or something. I don't know if she lives with her brother or like, Oh uh, man, I'm not hundred percent sure, but she was pretty close with the dog. So she was a little upset, but yeah, understandably. So, but like her brother had to go in to, I guess the forest service and like identify the dog parts as oh. theirs. And I was like, that's horrifying. Like, holy uh -huh. shit. I mean, I've seen it on TV plenty of times, having to go to the morgue to identify the body. Yeah, to identify but never, the body. Yeah, I've never seen I've only, it. I've only seen it happen once in in like a real life situation. And I was, I don't know, fifteen. It was when it was a, uh, it was really sad. It was. I don't know if I ever told you guys this story. So there was a kid, uh, my my good friend, uh, his dad owned some like he bought some property out in this place called Mount Dora, which is now a huge part of Orlando, uh, but at the time it was like the sticks. And, uh, you know, with a quaint little like shopping village, but it was like just farms and, you know, like Florida scrub brush and stuff. Anyway, he bought this uh, place and he had all kinds of, he had a car collection. He built this outbuilding to like work on cars and like rebuild these cars. And he kept his RV out there and like they were pretty well off because they bought land and whatever. But we would go camping. There was like this, two, you know, three or four acres in the back where we could just do whatever we wanted. So course we you know dressed up like civil war soldiers and like shot our guns at each other it was great uh we did, re we did fake reenactments back there we shot a movie one time like for this kid in film class in high school anyway so one time this kid who was uh sort he was like mark's mark was the guy uh my friend and then he had a younger brother michael two years younger and um michael's friend was there and he, they're all sort of mutual friends of ours like his older brother, Josh, was our friend. Anyway, this whole thing. They were out riding ATVs one time, and there was this, like, low branch. And Ooh. and I guess this dude, Justin, was the kid's name. He wasn't wearing, like, body armor or anything. Like, he had a helmet on, but the branch caught him right across the chest, and it, like, killed him instantly. Like, well, within minutes of, of him hitting this branch and being knocked off the ATV. And, uh, yeah. So, and that was – and so we – ended up we got a call from mark's mom or mark's dad or somebody and was like hey 
Josh might've been staying with us or something. It was like, we had to meet Josh anyway. So we went to the hospital out in Mount Dora and which is the one they brought him to. And like Josh was there and I, I heard him go back and he had to identify his brother because his parents were out of the country. So like <laughs> a, a 16 year old kid has to go in and identify his dead, like 13 year old brother, probably 13, 14. Uh, and like, I will never forget. I mean, this is getting like dark, but like the, the sound, like the, his anguish and grief, like the kid just broke down in behind, but you know, he went behind this curtain. Like we couldn't see him. He was down the hall and around the corner, but I will never forget like the sound he made when he saw his brother on the you know table or whatever. But it was just like, Ooh, that's, that's rough. But identifying body, I cannot imagine being a very easy thing to do, especially someone that's like young or, but let I mean, alone I a think... dog, an eviscerated dog. Like, oh my God, tear out my soul. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, no, that's gnarly. I don't know if I have heard that story uh, of yours. I'm, yeah, I'm curious, yeah. and I, you know, maybe it's Gallows Hear Me, Marriage Not, but like as a performer in your acting days, have you ever like, recall like whenever you had to like grieve whenever anguish was called for in a scene have you gone back to that place or uh no that's that's so that's what they call method acting where you use mm. real life emotions mm. from from th and and you channel them i prefer uh not method acting i prefer um i don't know if there's a name for it but they you know get living truthfully in given circumstances that are not yours mm. they are the characters and mm connecting yourself in that way rather than uh emotional recall right like where mm. you like okay. tap in something that really happened like i i tend to think that that is unhealthy but uh I, you know you should possibly. i think you should release trauma and you should not keep it active and so you can access those that state again there's a lot of you know a lot of famous actors who are method actors. Daniel Day-Lewis was a method actor. Yeah, I always just thought that meant like you don't break character on <laughs> No, set. that's, well, that's not, re it, it is and it isn't. Like, you know, I think film actors especially take method acting as like, I'm going to embody this person and be there. But true method, act, like the method that you read about is emotional recall. Like you, where mm. you tap into your real emotions based around real events and traumas and things like that and that's why it's weird and like and so and so I, and and it sort of gets Strasburg came lee Strasburg came along with this sort of alternate method which is the i you live in that person's emotions and you don't check out you know what i mean hmm. so hotel california you you can check out anytime you like but you can never leave oh, you know? okay so it's sort of like you you don't be to keep that emotional state and those the, so there's like, yeah, there's like the method hmm. and it was very popular in LA in the seventies. And then it sort of has stuck around forever, but. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, it's like emotional recall. And then you live in that character's emotions, but that that's also not healthy because you're basically living in neuroses and there's, I mean, I've always sort of prescribed, uh, subscribed to the theory that, you know, you, you can connect with those emotions in the moment, but then you have to have some kind of process to let it go and to regain yourself, depending on how deep you want to dive into a character. But 
you know, and some people have a very like particular way that they get into character. You know what I mean? Like they, yeah. Uh, but and then also people have a, and I think this is more healthy is like, there's a way to like, you release that as well. It's actually the origins of what applause is for, um, which is in the ancient Greek times, uh, they would applaud for the actors at the end of a performance to like release the spirits of the gods that they had been embodying, huh. you know? So like, like as almost as a, like a, um, like an exorcist exorcism ritual. It was like an exercising of the spirits that had been on stage in, in these people. Right. So it wasn't like adulation and like, it was more of like uh exorcism. Like you said, like yeah. spirits yeah. be gone as opposed to like, you did so good. Yeah. It was, it was definitely like a part of the ceremony, right? Part of the theater <laughs> itself was, was to get rid of those spirits. We be but spirits here. Shall we linger on? Uh, Midsummer Night's, uh, that's a bastardization of the quote, but uh, Midsummer Night's Dream. Okay. Sort of Puck's end monologue. We're like, if we spirits do offend, know that this was all just a silly dream that we, we weren't really here. These are actors on stage. <laughs> so is that like the original, like, it was all a dream? <laughs> I mean, that is what, yeah. It's uh, that the Puck's ending monologue in, in the, in Midsummer Night's Dream is very much like if, you know, if, if this, the story, if we spirits, all these, you know, there are fairies and stuff. She's like, if we spirits do offend, it's like something like take solace in, in knowing that this was all a dream. Like, this right. Was, so like, it, Hey, if you didn't like it, it was just, woo, don't yeah, don't worry. It's not real kids. Mostly because they, you know, like the groundlings were historically, they were supposed to be dumb and they were like, kind of like, would sit there with their mouth, like watch the TV, like their mouths agape. Well, that's all our time for today. <laughs> Any parting thoughts or witty rejoinders you'd care to? No, no, get off my lawn. I used to be with it, but then they changed what it was. It'll happen to you. All right. Well, Thanks, everybody. This has been Ignorant Uninformed, America's Favorite Podcast. We have been your host, Mr. Jeff Watson. How'd I get here? Mr. Max, Darakistan, Sirak. Where am I? My head hurts. Ben Hollywood Whitmore. This has been Ignorant Uninformed. Send us a topic to ignorantanduninformed at gmail.com. Thank us on the Twitter at Ig and Unx and Facebook.com slash Ignorant Uninformed. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode of Hottest Fresh Little Finger. Yeah.